This is Vanessa. Hello. Hello. Introduce Hello. yourself to the people. Hi. Um, <laughs> my name is Vanessa. I am 26 years old. Um, I am a Pisces. Nice. If that matters to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Um, I am a psych major. Nice. I have my bachelor's and my master's in psychology. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm taking some time off from school. Lynn. Just figure out life. And Ooh, then... Beautiful. Hopefully go back into school mm-hmm. for my doctorate. We'll see if that happens, but I'm hoping it does. Yeah, but I mean, we all deserve a break. I know you needed one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of school. It was a lot of school. <laughs> um, so where did you grow up? Where were you born? You know, um, the whole, oh, where did I spawn? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I was born and raised in Torrance, California, yes. in the South Bay. Great Ooh. town. Love it. I want to stay here forever. <laughs> No plans to move, but nice. yeah. Nice. Um, and so, obviously, between everybody who I ever interview, I always give them ahead of time the questions and stuff, just because it's uh, make them feel comfortable and things like that. But um, like how we were talking about earlier, you are the oldest of two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or three. Or three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, uh Yes. And uh, being the oldest and like having your younger brother, and even though you guys don't have a huge age gap, really, um, Mm. did you still experience like the gender difference because you're a first generation Mexican, American? Um, Kind of. I think, you know, with my brother being the youngest boy, Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely going to be that kind of you know that that vibe there (laughs) um but i think i think so especially when it came to like responsibilities in the house Mm. um that when we were growing up when we were younger yeah it was always me and my sister expected to kind of like upkeep the house Mm -hmm. and my brother did like rarely anything until that stopped and we were like this is not fair yeah like he should learn how to do these things because he's gonna live on his own eventually Mm -hmm. he's gonna learn how to to do these things yeah so i we did see it a little bit growing up but i think that kind of stopped Mm. after a while because we were like this mm, this is not it this is not how we're gonna 
go about this. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like we've heard like similar stories. Like if you guys heard her watch the episode with Natalie, where she was talking about that of like how the gender gap and how she was like the quote unquote woman of the household, so she mm-hmm. had to do everything. Um, but what was that like when you and your sister put your foot down of just saying like he needs to grow up and mm-hmm. do things on his own? Because like now. He's living on his own. Yeah. Basically, because mm-hmm. he's in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a lot of it, but I don't think there was, an, a, like, a lot of pushback. I okay. think after um, after that initial kind of bringing up, mm-hmm. my parents were like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You know, he should be. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> she right? <laughs> you know, she um, that he should be doing yeah. these things, and it's, it's not fair on us because, you know, yeah. like why just because we're the women that doesn't mean that we have to this is a human thing that we should be learning it is a survival thing it is not gender roles it's literally something that you need to learn to do as a human being Mm -hmm. and he got really good with it he's very good at it now he cooks for himself he like cleans up and all this stuff it's very good so i think um Mm -hmm. him growing up with me and my sister and we kind of rejecting those gender roles mm-hmm. that he kind of he kind of got the hint yeah you know so <laughs> he's like i need to do shit he's <laughs> like you know what yeah <laughs> so it's better now yeah but you know it was definitely those things that um you know a, it may have been unconscious on my parents part but mm-hmm. there was a little bit of favoritism towards him because he is a younger boy and he got it off a lot easier than me and my sister ever did yeah so but he's older now he's 19 mm-hmm. so it it's Damn. not as yeah <laughs> wow second year of college 19 year old and now it's not it's not that case anymore oh my which God. is nice i met him when he was nine yeah that's crazy yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> he's a big guy now insane. he is he's so tall mm-hmm. oh my god he got all the hype shout out to you Louis. shout out to louis <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you louis being a good boy yeah um so growing up, like how we've mentioned, you're part of the first generation Mexican mm-hmm. American who graduated college in psychology. Yeah. Um, how did it go with like telling your parents who are very heavily Mexican and very heavily Hispanic mm-hmm. and not or in the culture, not believing in psychology that mm-hmm. you're going to study psychology? Um, I don't think I got a lot of pushback from it. I think it was mostly like they didn't understand it, that mm-hmm. they were like, what What can you do with this degree? Yeah. And it's like, you can do a bunch of things with this degree. It doesn't have to necessarily be counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I originally wanted to go into counseling and now I figured out that that might not be the path for me. Yeah. But they were just a little bit confused. And, you know, obviously a lot of Latino cultures, they mm-hmm. don't really prioritize mental health. Yeah. And it's not really like a brain thing. It's just like, oh, you just need to work more. You need to stop being so lazy. Yeah. You need to stop being ungrateful and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, but um, as I started my studies and mm-hmm. started getting more into my studies and me kind of relaying my information that I learned back on them mm-hmm. and things that I've learned about myself, right? Um, they kind of got the hint of it and they kind of find it useful more so my mom than anyone else nice. uh, my mom has greatly seen the the value in um, a psychology degree mm-hmm. both with me and my sister because my sister is also a psych major mm-hmm. but we're going kind of in different paths yeah um, but she still sees the value in it mm-hmm. which has been very nice because she will ask for um, advice or she'll ask for opinions about things that are going on in the family or something that she's dealing with she'll like ask for opinions oh, wow. and it's 
good to be able to provide that for her. Yeah. And she's learning a lot, even from from me and my sister. That's good. Which That's is nice. Like she's she's evolved. So yeah, she's soaking it up, yeah. which is very nice. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's very rare for parents, Hispanic parents, to be like as open as your mom. Just like, hey, the situation is going on with me right now. Like, what does it mean? Or like, yeah. how can I get better of it? It's mm -hmm. really good. It's good on your mom. Um, so. I know about like your up green up up. Can I talk <laughs> <laughs> about your upbringing? Is what I wanted to say. Of um, that you went to a very small middle school mm. and you were bullied a lot in middle school. Um, and so through you having that, which like fun fact, Vanessa and I met in two thousand and ten. We were. Babies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that seems like a lifetime ago, but it also doesn't seem like that long ago. No. But it's it, been 12 years. I know. 12 years of friendship. We were... <laughs> <babies>. <laughs> okay. I was 14. She was 14. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that you've always mentioned to me that like it's hard for you to make friends, or it was hard for you to make friends prior to high school. Mm -hmm. And so like me coming up to you and like talking to you, like how did that like curve your world? It was weird just because i'm not used i wasn't used to that yeah i think it's a little bit better now but as a 14 year old who just got out of middle school who got out of that environment that was not a good environment for me yeah um and even before i went to that middle school because i switched from a public school to a private school mm -hmm. in the fourth grade and yeah. even in elementary school apparently i have zero memory of this but my wow. parents said that i was also bullied in elementary Ooh. school and i have zero memory of that so yeah. which i guess is nice that i don't remember it but mm -hmm. um going into high school and then having someone like you like approach me i'm just like hello what <laughs> is this someone's actually approaching me because right. they find like something I guess, um, approachable about me yeah. or like wanting to get to know me. Mm -hmm. It was a weird feeling. <laughs> Very validating. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, but the, it was also that defensiveness of like, yeah, why of are you coming up to yeah. me? Like, are you just trying to play off a joke or something mm -hmm. like that? But um, it was it was nice. High school was a lot different than my middle previous school. years. Yeah, like in middle yeah. school and elementary school was a lot different because I had, now I had people around me who were, I mean, I'm, that's not to say I didn't have friends in middle school. I had yeah. friends. I still have friends in middle school that I still talk to now. Mm -hmm. And they're, they've been a very big part of my life. Right. But it's different to go from having those friends and then have everybody else against me to not having anybody against me. Yeah. I can kind of let down my guard a little bit mm -hmm. and not be as defensive and actually be myself around mm -hmm. a larger group of people without worrying about another group. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Because, like, also, like, I had a different situation of bullying in middle school was that I wasn't bullied by, like, the kids. I was bullied by the administration. <laughs> so, like, teachers. Um, Damn. Yeah, so that's, like, which one is worse? <laughs> Just, like, either friendships or you questioning your own sanity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, because I feel like that w it would hit a lot harder because it's supposed to be pe people who are supposed to keep you safe. Exactly. It's people of authority. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, when you get that in your head, you're, like, am I safe? Yeah. Even? Yeah. So I can imagine why that. It was a lot. So yeah. that's why I think it was like very easy for me to approach her because it was like that was the easy part of middle school mm -hmm. versus like all of these teachers were like because like the reason of that was that a lot of teachers compared me to my sister. Mm. She was older than me and she was like, you know, the type of student that 
she didn't really have to like study a lot. She still studied, but she just knew things. And so her and I were like, we're built different. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I was the person who had to study and constantly like learn things to like retain. And so whenever I wouldn't retain and like quote unquote, because that's what they would say, I wouldn't perform well <laughs> like mm-hmm. in my studies. Um, they would always say like, why can't you be like your sister? And like since in middle school, whoever you had in the fourth grade, like the next year of students would have that same teacher. And so they would like know me of like, oh, you're Emily's little sister. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I like became. So like it was also, nobody knew my name. People just knew me as like Emily's little sister. Gotcha. And so like that comparison happened. And so, um, but that's cool. It's cool that it was validating that I approached yeah. you <laughs> 14. After I got off the, over the defensiveness, <laughs> I was like, um, somebody actually wants to be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it because it was during a retreat. It mm-hmm. was like a freshman retreat. And we were like all dispersed in groups. And um, I remember like the leader like just told us like go to like group one or group three or whatever. And, like they wouldn't tell you who was going to be in that group. Like it was just a random people. And so like. When I went, I think it was, like, group two. I don't remember. Um, and I went. You were, like, the only one that was, like, sitting there. And I just went. And I sat down next to her. And I was, like, hi. <laughs> she was, like. <laughs> I think it was, like, it was in the first month or two. Yeah. It was, like, fresh in high school. Yeah. Like, fresh freshman mm-hmm. year. It was, like, week one. Yeah. <laughs> That's when the retreats happened. Week one. Yeah. So it was, like. Still, like, kind of scary, too, because, I mean, even though, like, I felt that way of, like, um, not hard for me to make friends, because, like, even though I still have, like, my main friend, Natalie, from middle school, like, mm-hmm. she's the, literally the only one who I stayed in contact with at middle school. Um, everybody else, like, just lived their life, and then, like, contact just, like, didn't happen anymore because everybody had different schedules, but... Um, yeah, middle school was fun. <laughs> like, it was, it was aight. Like, I'm glad to be out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a time in my life that I'm still repressing, but you know. Yeah. We, um, mm-hmm. we deal with it and we move on. And I'm still processing a lot of it. I'm still trying to yeah. unlearn things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a little plug in there. A little plug. <laughs> um, but it's definitely, it's been hard, especially because I repressed it a lot and I didn't, start to process it until recently especially Mm -hmm. with you know my my studies and all that it was easier for me to kind of Mm -hmm. self-analyze and um recently in the past I don't know how many years but it's been more about me trying to be not afraid of being myself yeah because that was the thing that Mm -hmm. got me in a lot of trouble growing Mm -hmm. up because if I was myself yeah people did not like that right so now I'm surrounded by people where it's mm-hmm. it's easier for me to be myself and it's a lot easier. Nice. But I'm still dealing with, you know, the aftermath of all that, you yeah. know, like social anxiety and not being mm-hmm. able to talk to people. But, mm-hmm. you know, you you live. Yeah, I mean, that was we like move. my other question of just like how now as a grown up and from like all the non-acceptance that you received as a child, like is it still hard for you to grow interpersonal relationships, whether it's like platonic or romantic relationships? Mm-hmm. Like is that still like a thing where you're like, why are this is this person like talking to me because they actually like me or like that defense mechanism still comes up? Um I think it's it might be more on my side and not necessarily mm-hmm. the other side because it's more of 
oh god why did i say that i should not have said that i overshared i'm being annoying right now people are annoyed of me because i'm doing like xyz right and that's so hard i still feel it even with friends that i've had for years and years and years like like 10 plus years Mm -hmm. it's still hard for me to be able to be myself and not think like after i leave or you know we finish the conversation Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to not be like oh god like Mm i i embarrassed myself yeah i why did i say that Mm -hmm. why did i do that i should not have said that Mm -hmm. so even though i know that of 99 percent of my friends they're not going to judge me right um based off of what i do or say Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of like the reasons why I'm friends with a lot of these people is because mm-hmm. we're similar. Yes. And so that's something that I'm trying to like get into my head a little bit yeah. more. I'd be like, we're we're friends for a reason. Mm-hmm. We vibe on the same level. Right. Um. So I shouldn't be so afraid of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And it also depends on different friends too, because you know yeah. you're, you're different people with different. You're a different yes. person with different people. Yeah. It's different like fractions of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've made friends in the past two years where. Um, I've noticed I'm freely myself, mm-hmm. which is nice, but I'm freely myself with them in different ways that I am with different people, but that's not to say that I'm hiding parts of myself. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's It's been hard to get to that point, but I think that the aftermath of all the bullying has definitely been a lot of low self-esteem mm-hmm. and a lot of questioning myself mm-hmm. and not really knowing who I am and trying it's the difficulty of enjoying things that I want to enjoy without yeah. thinking like I'm gonna get bullied for this right but it's something that I'm trying to become aware of and mm-hmm. you know overpass but it's it's still really hard even at 26 years old yeah it's hard I'm gonna be dealing with this mm-hmm. for a long time right I mean well I mean that's life though you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like life is basically wandering Mm -hmm. like wandering whether you're gonna like this or how do you overcome this and like um i heard that from like another podcast where uh rm the member of bts the leader where he said that he was like i think because now he's 29 so mm-hmm. he was saying that we're like how that's life basically where you're always wandering you're always learning and so i think that's a good thing where like you want to learn it would be bad if you were like this is my personality and this is who i am for the rest of my life it would be comfortable to stay in this position <laughs> right. forever and exactly. growth is hard and growth is painful but yeah i don't know there's there's value in it i think to mm-hmm. kind of break past that yeah. and I know that I'm, I'm going to be happier if I do because right. you know mm-hmm. to be myself is something that mm-hmm. um, is very special to me yeah that's good um, but also like you we were talking about earlier was like you're going through a lot of changes of like now like your brother is moving it moved out and is living in college mm-hmm. and like your sister will too and so do you think even though it's like kind of like disheartening because you're very close to your siblings mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but do you believe that's also like a sense of you being able to like get to know you more because you're going to have more time for you? I think so. In a way, um, it's it's going to be hard. Yeah, I am very, very close with my siblings and mm-hmm. to not have them near me is it's gonna be very um especially being the oldest yeah yeah because i've always had them around me so that's it's gonna be hard and it's already bringing up anxiety but then i'm just like oh we're gonna worry about that later (laughs) (laughs) we'll push that aside for now right um but um i don't know if i'd be able to find myself more just because i'm a massive introvert yeah i'm a massive introvert a definite like homebody mm-hmm. i'm very i'm self-analyzing all the time yeah so 
I feel like I know who I am without my siblings, mm-hmm. but it's going to be hard to just like not be with them mm. because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm my own person, but right. I'm also their sister and yeah. the person that I am with them mm-hmm. is just, I don't know, it's just, it's nice. Yeah. So it's just going to be a hard transition and a hard thing to kind of cope with mm-hmm. not having them like readily there because right. right now we're under the same roof, but yeah. that's not going to be the case next summer exactly so so it's it's gonna be hard having to also live with the fact of when you leave your room your sister is not across the hallway yeah yeah it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be hard like Mm -hmm. saying like a stupid joke and she's not gonna be there to like laugh at it because she's gonna be in a different state right so that's that's hard yeah i mean it's good that we're like in the era though of like facetime mm-hmm. and like social media so you can still caught up on her and that because i relate to that now because my sister recently moved to new mexico mm-hmm. and so it was hard for like a good like two weeks it was very hard to like not know that she wasn't here in this apartment that we are in right now yeah. we're like i'm gonna come here and she's not gonna open the door and she's not gonna be there but um it's what you're saying too we're like even though i am my own person without her and i'm still from the different perspective of as a youngest Mm -hmm. sibling um but still like even though as a youngest sibling i am very much a person who likes to take care of people Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is why i think natalie and i mesh really well yeah i was just gonna say that because (laughs) um you know watching the episode with natalie how she's 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 a caretaker she's a mom friend of the group right Uh, we love natalie we love that we We love natalie (laughs) and uh I noticed that my sister, when I was talking to my mom and my sister about yeah. moving out because, you know, I'm, I'm going to move in with Natalie yeah. next year, exactly. that my sister said she's like, I think Natalie would be the best person for you to live with because yeah. she is such a caretaker. She is. And I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she she really is. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of used to that in a sense mm. of like almost like being taken care of. Right. Because even though I'm the oldest and my sister is the, the middle child, mm-hmm. I feel like our... Um, our placement in the mm-hmm. family is switched because the oldest child is always like the more stable one and right. the responsible one and all of a sudden the middle child is kind of like the mm-hmm. the more kind of carefree yeah. type B kind of thing and mm-hmm. for me and my sister is the opposite. Yeah. Which is strange. Mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah, I mean definitely like even though it was like my sister and I, she's the oldest, I'm the youngest, but I recently with like therapy realized that I was kind of raised as a middle child Mm. because my cousin who is a child with special needs i grew up with him for most of my life um he was always like a person who he needed you know more attention before anybody else because mentally we didn't want him to feel left out and him to like close off himself and have like a full-on panic attack because mm-hmm. he wasn't taking care enough um so i was kind of raised in middle child where like i was had to be like the stable one and had to also my sister too and um so i do get that in the sense of like how you feel that stephanie was the more stable one because i think like Stephanie does like naturally have that personality too. She's like, very type A. Yeah. She's yeah. Very she's, type a. she's very type A, and yeah. it, I I find it funny that we have the kind of role switched because right. I am the more like 
Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll let it come and we'll let it go. Right. But she's very, she's very like organized. Like, no, I have to plan this out. Mm-hmm. And um, she is out of the three of us. She is the caretaker. She's yeah. the one who's kind of like making sure that you know we're on our shit mm-hmm. and all that. But you know, that's not to say that my brother and I aren't responsible. It's just yeah. we're res- levels. We're responsible, kind of like in ourselves, kind of yeah. way. But Stephanie likes to kind of make sure that everything's kind of settled yeah so yeah which is like can be kind of stressful in a way because yeah. like <gasps> like how I've related to like stephanie in the sense where like i have for maybe the past um three or four years have had to like take on the role of making all the medical decisions for my grandma. Mm -hmm. And so like having to sign that off with her insurance and sign that off with her hospital. And so like if anything happens to her and she's in the hospital, the first person they call is me Mm -hmm. to ask me, why is she in the hospital? Can we do this test on her? Can we do all these things? Which is like something that I fully took on myself because the person who would do it was my mom. Mm-hmm. But then when her work schedule changed, uh, she couldn't do it anymore. So they like kind of like passed the baton to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I'm the one who does that. So yeah. um, it's definitely like hard to switch the mode of like, oh, I don't have to take care of this. Like that's on somebody else. And it's, uh, it's, kind of is a battle between like i don't know if i like that i don't know if i'm cut out for this right i'm like i don't know if i'm cut out to be taken care of i want to be the taking care yeah (laughs) it's it's a lot like i need to worry about myself before i can worry about like anybody else right because yeah like i'm definitely like put their mask on first before I put mine. <laughs> Got it. That's what I am, even though she'd be the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not built that way. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I'm not. Um, so you said, like, you're moving out within the year, yeah. um, and you're going to be the last one to do that. Um, how yeah, is that time. with your family? Is it, like, easier for them to process, or is it, like, different because your siblings are moving out because of college, and you're mm-hmm. moving out because of, like, <laughs> like you adult. Know. Exactly. I'm about to be 27 years old. I got to get out. <laughs> right. Like, how yeah. is the dynamic of that thought process with your parents, which is technically, like, not really a purpose, but it, it should be seen as a purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom is the one who is a lot more, I don't want to, I don't want to say a lot more supportive, but she Mm -hmm. is more of the, of the mindset that I, this is something that I need to do. Mm. She and my, both my mom and my sister have both said, um, in the past couple months, they're like, you need to seriously think about what you're going to do and what you're, and like when you're going to move out Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, because you need to get out of this space. (laughs) You need to go. You, I'm (laughs) kicking you out. No, I'm kidding. No, that was my mom's fear that she came to me the next day and she was like, I'm not kicking you out. Like, (laughs) you're welcome to stay if you want. Like, let me rephrase. I do not want you out, but also get the fuck out. That's true. Uh, But for her and my sister, it's mostly of, they want to see me live my own life. Nice. They, my mom has been saying that she feels bad mm-hmm. that I'm essentially in a place where it's it's not really my space anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I and I've said that I've told her that I feel like I'm living in somebody else's space. Mm-hmm. This is not my own space. It's nice. not like I'm living at home. It's I'm living at I'm living at my parents' house. Yeah. 
kind of things. Which so. is interesting from your mindset from like high school. Or like I remember like in high school, like you, like how you just said, where like you're a very introverted person. You mm-hmm. love being in your room and you love yeah. uh, being at home. But like now, I guess it's what you're saying. Where like that kind of thought process is meshing in. Where you're like, oh shit, I'm 26 now. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be living here anymore or this place yeah. doesn't serve me anymore. Yeah, and um, you know, bless my parents for yeah. allowing me to to stay mm-hmm. um, for as long as I have mm-hmm. and I think that's a very a very um very privileged thing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very, very privileged. And I feel like it shouldn't be as a privilege, privilege thing because, you know, in our culture, it's kind of a thing that, like, you know, you stay home. Yeah. You don't move out at yeah. 18 like a lot of other people yeah. do. Because a lot of people, what they technically do is, like, they get married mm-hmm. and then they buy a big-ass house that has, like, seven yeah. rooms. Yeah. And, like, mom lives there, grandma lives mm-hmm. there, you live there with your spouse mm-hmm. and your kids. Mm-hmm. And it's great if that works for you yeah (laughs) but like (laughs) yeah for me right now i think you know you mentioned that i'm well i am an introvert i'm a homebody yeah but it's it's not really about like a place it's just like i need my own space i need to be by myself Mm -hmm. in my own space and right now um right now it's my parents and both my siblings and i so there's five of us in the house yeah and it's kind of driving me insane a little bit yeah but it's kind of driving me a little mm-hmm. mad um so to be in my own space where i can make my own decisions even mm-hmm. if it's as simple my mom has mentioned this um that it's as simple as me having my own groceries and not really yeah. having anywhere to put them because my mom is um very like organized she likes to have mm-hmm. things in clear containers with labels and all this stuff me. and <laughs> i'm the opposite i'm like i'm gonna keep this stuff in the box that it originally came with and let me put this aside and she gave me my own cabinet for all my groceries That's but nice and it's nice because yeah. it's kind of like that she's separation. She's respecting that boundary. Yeah, she's yeah. very she's very respectful of my space in a sense for the most part. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing where she says she feels bad. She was like, I don't want you to hide your stuff away because I don't want to see it like out and about. Like you need right. your own space. You need to live your own life as an adult. Mm-hmm. So that has been the more quote unquote supportive right. part. Um, with my dad, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a lot harder for him, mm-hmm. and I think it's harder for him. And I'm very aware of this that it's all three, all three of us moving out at the same time. Oh, I see. So it's not just one of us leaving right after another. Yeah. it's all of us leaving at the same time, mm-hmm. and I know that's incredibly hard for him. Yeah. Um. So he has been a little bit more mm-hmm. kind of um, apprehensive about it. Yeah. But it's it needs to be done i, I need mm-hmm. to get out and i feel like my relationship with my parents is just going to improve yeah because you know that's the case if you're with somebody like constantly if mm-hmm. you know i've been with my parents since i was born years. <laughs> they're my parents <laughs> they raised me um but now it's like i'm i've really grown into my own person and yeah. I, I need to get out mm-hmm. i need to live my life and i need to experience things on my own mm-hmm. so um that's that's kind of like the the battle that's going mm-hmm. on right now yeah i mean i feel that too because like um i live with my mom and my grandma but mostly with my mom so like it's fine when it's just my mom and i Mm because it's just two people but then once like my grandma comes and my aunt comes which is like really nice you know obviously seeing family that i don't see as often and stuff but i do feel that sense of like you living in like a little space and the space feels it's like claustrophobic. a little too, yeah it becomes a little too claustrophobic yeah. and like i feel like i'm also like 
kind of not the type to hang out in my room. Like, I've never been that type of person to just mm-hmm. hang out in my room. Um, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> because, like, <laughs> I've never really, like, I've had my own room. The first time I had my own room was when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from 16 to now, so almost 10 years of having my own room, like, I've still never been that person. I've always been that person who likes to hang out in the living room and, like, all that stuff. But I think the thing that I need is that, especially, like, at the end of the day of, like, a long work day Mm -hmm. and, like, me being an introvert as well, of, like, a long work day of working in an office, constantly seeing people, constantly having to talk to people and doing a lot of things. Like, I like to go home and just not say a word. Yeah. Literally not make contact exactly. with anybody. Not make contact with anybody. Just like chill for a good hour. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's striving me to also move out because it's like I don't get that, especially in a Hispanic household yeah. where like it's very loud. <laughs> it's very like I come home. Like I look and I'm driving home. I have to like mentally prepare myself. Like I'm going to come home. The TV is going to be like on 30 volume. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um, a lot of people are talking. A lot of people are like not screaming, talking, but like because the TV is so loud, a lot of people have to talk over it. <laughs> exactly, and so it's uh, it's a lot, and then like constantly like how, which is within the culture of once you get home, like you eat dinner, and then like they serve you like food or they serve you all of these things, and it's like a lot. Like I'm just yeah. like I just want to come home and like chill. Yeah, <laughs> just zero in the world yeah turn off the world for two seconds yeah i would love to come home and to be mm-hmm. it like being a quiet house yeah. because you know you've got people doing their own things you know mm-hmm. you got music playing you got the tv going you've got laundry being done you've got cleaning yeah. going on and it's kind of like i need pure silence yeah especially after coming home like working in an office you know you come yeah. in contact with a bunch of people yeah and it's just like i just need silence it's constantly that's loud. <laughs> it's constant noise I know. and it's like i it, it drives me a little crazy yeah it even does. though like we work in different offices like i work in like a Cairo office where mm-hmm. like it's pretty chill there's no like talking in the office there's no tv mm. so like there's no like of that sound but i do like have a speaker under me that like plays music like constantly on a loop the same music the same music but sometimes i like switch it up with playlists to change it up a little bit um so like the office is like chill but it is still like that grind of like the morning grind where like Mm -hmm. people are just like constantly after one another after one another one another is coming so like uh, I don't know if that's the same space for you working in a dental office. No, nah, it's a lot more chaotic. Yeah. Just because we have people constantly coming in and out, not just with my bosses, but also with hygienists. Yeah. So they have their own patients, mm-hmm. and then we have like, what, three patients at a time sometimes? Yeah. And it, then it's my coworkers, and then it's my manager, and then it's the girls at the front desk, and it's mm-hmm. constant. We have delivery guys coming in mm-hmm. and all stuff. So it's like constant noise all the time mm-hmm. and it's constant talking yes all the time which is fine you know yeah. i love to talk at work for the most part because mm-hmm. you know it makes the day go by faster and i'm very i'm pretty close with my coworkers, and That's we'll like good. we'll chat yeah and all that but at the end of the day after all that socializing mm-hmm. i need to be in my cave doing the things <laughs> that i want to do in looking up mandalorians <laughs> i'm watching the mandalorian i'm going on twitter i'm going on tiktok i'm reading you know i want yeah. to be able to do things but in a quiet environment and right. I still can't do that because then it's like 
okay, this needs to be done, this needs mm -hmm. to be done, and then it's people talking, and then it's my siblings, you know, like, let's watch something, because you, I, we haven't seen you all day. Mm. And it, and it kind of sucks, because, like, yeah. yeah, I don't see them all day, you know, I'm there from 8 in the morning until, like, 5, 5.30, yeah. and then I come home, and I'm exhausted, right. and I feel horrible, but mm -hmm. at some point, it's like, I'm gonna lose my mind if I don't get at least an hour to myself like I yeah. need some time to just like relax and lay down mm -hmm. and not talk to anybody and then if I feel up for it I'll come out of my room and I'll join you guys right so yeah it's a hard balance mm -hmm. to do because I don't want to not have time with them right. but I also want to take care of myself yeah and because then it's like I get an hour to myself and then I gotta go to bed and then I gotta do it all over again the next right. morning <laughs> exactly so, yeah capitalism I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I feel that because, like, even though, like, um, my schedule is from 9 a.m. until 7 p.m., mm -hmm. um, but I'm at the office at 8.40, 8.45, mm -hmm. um, but I do go home for lunch because my lunch is long enough where I'm able to go home for lunch and then go back to work, so, like, okay. there is, like, that spare time where I do, like, see my grandma or see my mom and I hang out with her and stuff, but um, I think as of recent, like, I used to before my grandma came into town i would get home to a quiet place mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it would just be like just me and my dog um and so like i'm kind of like missing that as of recent where i'm not coming home and there's like nobody there there's always like somebody there which is fine because i mean like i don't see my grandma as often which is what you were saying like I, w I love to spend time with her and i love to do all these things but it is getting to a point where it's just like the only time I'm alone is when I'm driving to work and when I'm driving home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that silence, yeah. that pure silence. That pure yeah. silence yeah. is there. Yeah. And like, even though like I am like, I listen to like music in my car and I like blast the music and stuff, but it's like it's that. It's just you. Yeah. It's, it's just, just you me. in the car. It's just me. That's nice. Yeah. But it only lasts for helps so long. I don't know, the last, like, 20 minutes. But it, even then, when you're driving home, you're like, oh, my God, I want to be home. Yeah. I don't want to be in this car in the right. car anymore. I want to be home. Yeah. So, it's, you know. It's a lot. It's a very, like, yin and yang moment of just, like, I love being in silence, but, like, I also hate driving in L.A. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. I hate driving in L.A. It sucks. It does suck. <laughs> um, But with what we just talked about everything that we just talked about like your trials tribulations of middle school glad that's over <laughs> um shout out and also like now as an adult and like the new challenges that you're doing would what would you tell little vanessa when she was like nervous of the world at like 13 and like being bullied by a lot of people where you are now 13 years later um that um she's not going to deal with it forever mm. Um, that those are problems that she's going to have to deal with at the time, but it's not, it's going to impact her a lot yeah. as she gets older. She's not going to get over that. It's going to mm -hmm. stay with her forever, mm -hmm. but, um, things can get better and you're going to find people who really value you, yeah. you know, and it's not just, um, people from middle school mm -hmm. that I hold very, very dear in my heart. I can't believe they stayed with me for this long. <laughs> <laughs> Love them. And then people from high school, like you and Natalie and like the rest of them mm -hmm. that it, again, another special place in my heart. Cause it's like, yeah. Oh my God, like we went through high school and college and grad school and mm -hmm. we're still here. So it's, yeah. it's very nice. Um, that, you know, Little Vanessa's gonna find people mm -hmm. who really cherish her. Mm -hmm. And Natalie mentioned this in her episode mm -hmm. about 
chosen family and found oh, family. Yeah. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. So I think little Vanessa is going to find that and she's going to continue to find that mm -hmm. even like with strangers on the internet. <laughs> it's a weird thing you're going to have to look forward to in the future, but you have people close to you that you have met on the internet just by chance. Yeah. And it's, it's very special to have them. So I think um, mm -hmm. that's a great thing. But also, you know, things are going to get hard. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's the whole thing of, you know, it's going to get better. But also other things are going to come up and there's yeah. more things that you're going to struggle with. So just mm -hmm. um, keep that in mind. It's not yeah. going to be all rainbows and, you know, smiley faces. And you're not going to, like, get past this and be like, okay, I'm better. It's like, no, <laughs> something else is going to come up. Yeah. And it's going to be more traumatizing mm -hmm. and it's in a different way. So right. I think for her, it's just, just keep in mind that you're going to have people in your life mm -hmm. that are going to hold you close. Yeah. And you're going to be loved by these people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what she really needs. It's just to make sure that she's going to have people around mm -hmm. her no matter what. Yeah. Do you think, like, she would be surprised by, like, how you look now where like you're able to like express yourself with like your hair and like your makeup yeah. and mm -hmm. like how like little mm -hmm. her was like afraid to do all of those things yeah uh-huh <laughs> yeah i think that even like 12 year old me would be looking at me now like holy shit where did that come from <laughs> <laughs> well we did it <laughs> like it's not you know i've told i've been told i have well i have more of an alternative yeah. loosely um, <laughs> kind of aesthetic and look but it's you know like it's just a phase you're gonna grow out of it and it's just mm -hmm. like did I? <laughs> Did I? Um, so I think she would be really surprised, and I think she'd be she'd be cheering us on, mm -hmm. especially because um, I have to thank my mom and my sister for that because they've never really criticized me or commented negative negatively on it. They've always said like, "That's you. Yeah, that's just who you are, and you do you, and we're gonna defend you from people who say otherwise." Mm -hmm. And so that's been a big help too. Yeah. So I think I think little Vanessa would be very happy that we're still like that we're able to express ourselves a little bit more mm -hmm. even though it's a, it's still scary to mm -hmm. do so but she's able to do it yeah i know i think little vanessa would be like whoa whoa, <laughs> whoa where did this come whoa. from <laughs> like especially for being anxious of like somebody approaching her to like yeah now yeah, and it's like you're scared of people approaching you, but you're still like make yourself stand out a little bit through your appearance <laughs> and be like, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, but you feel like yourself and that's all that matters, you know, but, um, you know, especially that I think she'd be, she'd be happy and pretty proud because. Hello everyone. I'm hoping that so far you enjoy the podcast and that you love Vanessa. All of the things that she is saying is so good. I was so glad to have her on this podcast and so that she could share her experiences and her stories. Um, but I also wanted to take a pause and talk about Anchor and how Anchor is a platform that require that has creators like myself make podcasts easy and efficient. Um, Anchor is a free website. There is no subscriptions you have to do. Um, you can also use Anchor for audio podcasts, or if you also want to do visual, you could do their partner company, Riverside, um, which is creating your own podcast online studio. Um, it's very easy to use as well. No subscription based. 
very easy. You can click on the link that I have down below to use my link to go into Riverside and create your own podcast today. Um, and if you want to see visually this podcast, you can. You can go on Spotify using my Spotify video podcast. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy the podcast so far and that you love Vanessa and we'll go back to this video. Thanks guys. Bye. In, um, in the Latina culture, you're not allowed to be looking like that. Yeah. Why are you looking like that? You look weird as hell. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, there's a bunch of yeah. Latina people out there who do, or like Latina American too, but um, who kind of go outside that normalcy, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's definitely like a, a rebellion almost because it's like we're not supposed to look like this, we're supposed to live together and we're very wholesome and all this stuff. Um, not to say that this isn't wholesome or anything, but it's it's definitely different. Yeah. And I think little Vanessa would be like, okay, like we stopped caring what the culture thinks and you're going to yeah. do you because it's just who you are. Mm -hmm. You're just a person. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's true what you're saying. We're like, it's very rare to see a Latina <laughs> like, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, that too. It's like you're supposed to be feminine. I know my dad told me that multiple times growing up that you have to be more feminine. You have to dress a certain way, blah blah blah. But then it also didn't make sense because I grew up with mostly men in the family. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. How do we go about this then? Yeah. Because I have a lot of masculine energy around me. Not great masculine energy, mm -hmm. but masculine energy nonetheless. Um, yeah. So it was a very confusing thing. It's like, well. But I'm surrounded by all this. Why am I supposed to look like this? Also, I want to look like this. Yeah. Or I want to look like my own version of this, of what feminine is supposed to be. Yeah. I think that was hard for me to grow into. But I feel like I'm finally growing into my own femininity, you know, yeah. getting over the internalized misogyny. Yes. And being like, you can do your own thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're feminine or masculine or both, or either one, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as you're comfortable with yourself. Right. And that's the message. <laughs> self-acceptance self and being comfortable with yourself <laughs> um, which is a constant learning thing like I said we're always wandering mm -hmm. um, but where can people find you? Um, Torrance, California <laughs> do not follow me <laughs> do not stop me um, I'm on Instagram yeah. I mostly kind of keep up with people on Instagram mm -hmm. it's the underscore on the moon. Mm. I love the moon. <laughs> She's a moon. I'm on the moon. <laughs> She's a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. You know, it's very like water in the moon. <laughs> so yeah, that's Um, what about your book stuff? You're studying book stuff. Yeah, I'm reading all the books right now. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's not like mind changing. Yeah, things. It's not like philosophy. Although I am reading some philosophy, and I did get some more psychology books because I'm trying to get back into. it. You know, the grind, I took a year off of school and now I'm just trying to retune my psychology brain. So I got a couple nice. of that. Mm -hmm. But reading was a really, really big part of my life growing up. Mm -hmm. I used to get in trouble in class for reading all the time. Yeah. And until, yeah, it's, it's, it's escapism. Yeah. It's escapism. Yeah. It's just trying to escape my trauma in, a, in another world. Yeah. But, um, no, I used to read a lot, and then in high school, I kind of just took a backseat, and then in college, it just didn't happen at all, even though I'm an English yeah. writer, but, like, it, it definitely stopped, and 
writing stopped too. Mm-hmm. And I'm slowly starting to get back into that, even though it's never my single line day. It's for me. <laughs> you know, it's for me. And getting back into reading and writing has been it's been very therapeutic and it's been very special mm-hmm. for me because I used to hold that very, very close to me. Yeah. And now I'm getting back in that group and it feels really nice. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you're going to be posting like ratings on books. Yeah, yeah, it's like an online reading journal. It's not like serious, mm-hmm. but um, if anybody's interested, in anybody cares about my reviews <laughs> and what I'm reading at the moment, it's on Instagram and it's taking it page by page. Oh, cute! Yeah, right? This is cute. I just came with us. <laughs> but I thought it was really cute. You know, it's cute. And I I use that as a temporary thing until I find something better, but I'm like, I think that's gonna stick. Yeah. So I don't have anything I don't have anything on it, but if anybody cares enough to see what I'm reading, um I'll be posting soon, but it's it's just for me, it's just an online reading journal, but you know. Well that's nice. I'm excited to see all the books you're gonna read. To see if I because I have to start reading again too. I haven't read it in so long. Yeah. Um but anyways, uh, this was episode five of Safe Space, Yard of Learning. I am your host, Sophia. I also teach people how to do podcasts, so you could click on the link in the bio on my Instagram so if you want to learn how to do your podcast, um, or you have one and you're like, I don't know where to go with this, like I have a topic, but it's like, is it great, do people care, I don't know. Um, or you can also email me or if you have like a different type of journey that you want to take into, I do have that. Um, there's also links to where you can listen to this. You can listen to it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, I really appreciate it if you listen to it on Anchor because it helps me create more content like this and have more wonderful people like Vanessa on my podcast. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I'm glad you were able to do this. Thank you. I'm glad that like, we're on a reschedule <laughs> like seven times. <laughs> You know, COVID be happening, the migraines be happening, but we eventually got here. We got here. We are yeah. really home. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. 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 A rich man's world A rich man's world